Well, we're going to be picking up in the uh, area of spiritual smell, spiritual smell. I want to share something with you first uh, before we move off into this area just to lay a foundation. Well, we have to learn about the Word of God. The Word of God can have various and many levels and degrees of revelation and of understanding. One of the reasons that Paul suggested that we pray in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation was for understanding the hidden truths or the inner depths or the greater dimensions that are hidden in everyday scriptures that we read. What this simply means, and this is why meditation is so important, because we may start off and you may meet, read one scripture. You may go and try to, you know, get a commentary of Matthew Henry and, 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 and read about the history of what was going on in that time when it was written and get a little knowledge. And then a week or two down the line, you could meditate on it, and the Holy Spirit could give you a glimpse or understanding. Then you can go to the service. You can go to a service, and you could hear uh, uh, someone ministering or teaching on that particular scripture, and they're teaching it from a different light, and you get a greater understanding. Then you can think you have it, you know, and mess around and fast and pray. And then you mess around and get a dream, and in the dream a scenario plays out, and at the end of that scenario, the scripture is spoken. And now you've gotten a different degree of understanding of the same scripture. Then you can think that you have it all together now. And, you know, four years down the line, you meditate and God add to it. My point is there are, there, there are dimensions. And every level or bit of understanding that you get, you want to appreciate and you want to cherish. But you also want to understand that this is just a portion of what this text you know, can actually mean you, got, you have to realize that, hey, that there's more to it. I can keep pulling, you know. And the reason I'm saying that is because with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, listen, the Lord will breathe new light upon old truths. He will bring new light or new insight and new understanding on everyday scriptures that you have read your entire life. And see, when you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, everything that you read, even if you read it a hundred times, becomes just like the first time. The worst thing that a person or a believer can do is begin to fall into the temptation to allow the enemy to get them to think, hey, I already understand that. Because if we think we already understand it, then our attention span to it becomes very short, and we don't pay much attention to it. We'll, we'll tune it out or halfway pay attention because we feel like we already got it. But the greatest way to understanding, praise God, which is what in the book of Proverbs we're told by the Holy Ghost through Solomon that we should lift up our, our voice for, that we should cry out for, that we should desire more than silver and gold and even even what's more precious than wisdom. You know, he said wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get understanding. And so in order to cry out for understanding, you have to perceive that there is more there. 
And so with these particular scriptures that you read, at any given time, the Holy Spirit can breathe upon them and make them relevant to you, your life, and your situation. Oh, revelation knowledge where the Spirit of the Lord illuminates your eyes. That's why when Jesus prayed in the book of Revelations to one of the seven churches, he, he challenged them to, to buy from him uh, raiment tried by fire. And he told them to pray to ask him to anoint their eyes with eye salve that they may see. Okay. So the spirit of wisdom and revelation comes, and it doesn't change the word. But he just anoints your eyes to a greater degree to be able to see deeper into the scriptures, okay? to glean deeper truths and greater revelations that minister life, authority, and power back unto you. Does that make sense? Praise God. Amen. The reason that I'm going here is because if you're going to move in your calling, your purpose, effectively in what God has ordained for you, and even in the prophetic giftings or in the, if, if you're going to maximize hearing the voice of God and develop fully into the art of how God has wired you to hear from him, you're going to have to allow room for the Holy Spirit to take everyday scriptures to make them relevant and personal to you through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. What does that look like? God could be dealing with you about healing ministry. Okay? You could be reading the scriptures, and let's just say you're moving through the book of Acts, and you get to Acts 10.38 where the Bible says, and God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, killing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now that scripture is in there. Well, let's just say this particular day you run across it and it just speaks to you. You feel the presence of God when you read. You begin to weep. You begin to mourn. You hear the voice of God talking to you personally through that scripture. Even though it's talking about Jesus, you're hearing a voice somehow on the inside telling you that I've called you to the healing ministry. You know, this is what I've created you to do. You feel the presence, the fire, the compassion of God rise up within you and the burning from the inside. What did God just do? He took the scripture that was written over 2,000 years ago, and he allowed the spirit of wisdom and revelation to breathe upon that scripture to make it personal and relevant to you. What happens is, when that happens, oftentimes those particular texts become building blocks or life scriptures, and even though they mean something to everyone, those scriptures mean something personal and very special to you. And when you believe them, listen to this, when you hook your faith up in those scriptures and believe them, then whatever God was promising you and telling you through your inner eyes, through vision, by impression, or through the spirit of wisdom and revelation, whatever he was telling you specifically that you have a right to and that you have the ability to do becomes unlocked and becomes activated. In other words, Acts 10.38 can move you into a ministry of miracles because the spirit of wisdom and revelation breathed upon that text and spoke to you, and to the next person it can be just the scripture 
that they believe and that they read about of Jesus doing something. And so, and so you always want to be open for the Holy Ghost. You know, and see, so a lot of times you be in a tug of war. You know, you're on a text and you don't quite get it or you think you got it and you sense something more is there. And sometimes we move on too quick, but maybe God is trying to make a particular text relevant to you, He's trying to open up something that's going to mean something to you. And so when you sense that, just stay there and say, Lord, open my eyes. God, increase my understanding. Father, what are you speaking to me? Lord, reveal this to me. Praise God. You know, when you got it, you got it, and you know it. But when you don't have it and you're supposed to have it, you know it as well. Because, you know, when you're supposed to have it and you don't have it, you become inwardly irritable in your spirit. And there's a sense of, of, of missing something until you get it. So don't override that. Have the discipline to stay right there. You know, meditate on it until it comes alive, until all things are naked and open to you, until, you know, what is hidden becomes revealed. Because chances are, if it's, listen, even in today's society, the things that have worth and the things that are priceless are hidden. Money, they're, they're in vaults. Treasure the Jews, people lock up. Even if you go to a store, the stuff that they have on display, they'll put one shoe out there or something, you know. But everything, the real thing is always hidden or locked up somewhere because of its value, because of its worth. So listen, your destiny and your unique, specific, detailed purpose is hidden and locked up in the scriptures. What does it take to open the door and to see what is, what we have, what we possess, and what God has shown? It takes the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yeah. The spirit of wisdom and revelation is not something that you have to work for. And it has nothing to do with mental capacity, intellect, or human reasoning ability. It has everything to do with the humility of the heart and the hunger and the desperation to cry out to God, praise God, and to ask and to require from him. Saying all that, when we read this particular text about spiritual smell, I want you to think about that. Because this is a scripture that through the spirit of wisdom and revelation becomes relevant to those who are gifted or to those who desire to operate and to flow and to function in the spiritual sense of smell. Okay. Now I'll explain it a little further. Amen. So we're going to go to Job chapter 39 verse 20. 39.25, close your eyes and listen to this, okay, with your ears, with your scriptures. 
It says, he saith among the trumpets, ha, ha, and he smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Read that again. He saith among the trumpets, ha, ha, and he smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. I want to talk about, through the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the grace and the spiritual sense of smell. Okay? We established through the previous teaching that through our inner man, that part of us that's been born again, that he comes alive in us with five senses that are the equivalent to our five natural senses in this world. So what our sense of touch, taste, smell, feel, and hearing is in the earth, our inner man who is born again has those same senses okay, that have the same purpose of registering or retrieving for us insight and information when it comes to the reality of all things that are spiritual. Now, I want to say something real here just to kind of, you know, in case the the thinking is not kind of clear. Just because it is unseen does not mean it is not matter. Just because it is invisible doesn't mean that it has no substance. Actually, the Bible teaches that the things that are seen were not made by things which do appear. Which means that the things that we see were made by invisible things. So it is the invisible that gives birth to the visible. Or it is the unseen things that give birth to everything that we're looking at in our three-dimensional world, physical things. Okay? But I, the reason I'm saying that and wanna, I want to share that with you is because when we deal with spiritual things and spiritual senses, most of the times the value is not given or the importance of attention and diligence is not given to these things because in our mind we're thinking that they don't really matter because they're not really that real. And if we do slightly believe that they're real, we believe that they have very little effect or say-so on what goes on in what we call the real world. See, we think that the spirit world is over there and that the real world is over here. And in our mind, the reason that the attention and the focus is not given on the spirit is because we're thinking that, hey, you know what, that may exist, okay, but I got real life to deal with. And see, what we don't understand is that everything that happens in the natural is the result of what has first transpired in the spiritual. Amen. They're always, always, always connected. Let me explain. 
If you throw a rock in the pond, what's going to happen? It'll create ripple effects. It's going to create ripple effects. Okay. Well, what happens is, I want you to picture this. An action transpires in the spirit, or a rock is thrown in the spirit. When, when the rock lands in the spirit, or when that action is taken, from that point on, the ripple effects transpire in the natural. So yeah. it has its point of entrance in the spiritual. But from that point on, everything that has been affected by its entrance into the spirit manifests and takes place in the natural. Okay. So interest in the spirit, but shows up, ripples, the effect happens in this world. So let's deal with the spiritual sense of smell by understanding that principle. When we deal with this particular grace and gift right here, we're talking about God allowing you to actually pick up insight, revelation, messages, listen, y'all, of all different types through what you smell. It is a literal fragrance and a literal odor. I remember, uh, I think it was two sessions ago, I believe that Matsy testified that when um, someone called or she called or one of the sisters on the line that she actually felt, smelt a fragrance. That was me. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that came into the room. Okay. How did she smell that? Okay. It was through the spiritual sense of smell. Now let me explain something to you about the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about the gifts of light or the gifts of revelation, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning the spirits. All of those gifts have to, we know what they do, but when we deal with the spiritual senses, we're talking about how they come to you or how they are perceived through you or through what channel, what avenue, you know, they, they enter your understanding or enter your heart, okay? And so a word of knowledge can be picked up through smell. Okay? Now, I want to lay this foundation first real quick before we get deeper into that. What I've learned, is, and this is where this thing gets very, very fun at discovering the kingdom of God and also exploring who you are in Christ. What I learned is that your giftings and even your spiritual senses are all wired to complement your calling. In other words, every gifting and capacity and, and every sense that he's given you is given to you to complement what you were created to accomplish in this earth when he created you. Everything about you that he has given you plays its part in assisting you and helping you accomplish the assignment, the mandate 
and the mission that he has created you to execute in this earth and express for your senses. Let me give you a testimony okay, with the spiritual sense of hell. And this is how I learned that with this and several more giftings. Um, my primary calling um, deals with warfare, and there's a specific area that deals with the authority over witchcraft. Okay. No, I didn't choose. I didn't go asking them for it. As a matter of fact, if you had given me a choice, I probably wouldn't even have anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, as I began to grow in Christ, it just kind of chased me down, you know, and found out that, you know, it's just an unavoidable reality because it's, it's part of what I was created to do. And uh, but this is what I wanted to share. It got to a point where I just finally reconciled myself or embraced the call and began to do what God had called me to do in that area. And then I had this particular experience. Okay. I was in this particular trance one night, and I was moving around in this arena, and all of a sudden I began to smell, or there was a witch that was near, and I began to smell her. In the entire experience, I was moving around following her through my nose, through the spiritual sense of smell. Okay, y'all with me? Mm -hmm. How do you know that you're smelling a witch? There you go. Okay. The way that you know is because of how you're wired. Okay. On the inside, to me, it was the word of knowledge. See, what happens is, remember I said that what is a word of knowledge? It's supernatural revelation about a person, place, event, or thing in past or present. So she was near. And so the gift of the word of knowledge to the spiritual sense of smell, to know when they are near. And so what happens is, when they are near, if I'm sensitive because of the grace and the gift that God has given me and because if my gifts are wired to my calling, I can pick up their presence through the sense of smell. Now, you ask, how do you know? Well, how did you know that's pizza when you smell pizza? <laughs> How do you know that's a hamburger when you smell a hamburger? That's what it smells like. Right. <laughs> and the spiritual sense of smell operates the same way. It's because words of knowledge are sure words. What does this mean? It means that you may begin to smell something entirely different. But what you do smell, if you pray about it, I guarantee you God will give insight into why he allowed you to smell that and not something else. Because what he does allow you to pick up the best is going to be relevant to your purpose and to your call. And so 
part of developing in spiritual sense is having the faith to press into God to figure out and to understand how you are wired and why you are wired that way. Chances are your senses and your gift would not operate like anybody else's. And so we have to begin to, uh, now in this particular scripture, the Bible says that he smelled the battle afar. Why could he smell the garden of Eden? Or the fragrance that came from his throne? Perhaps those things are available. But what I do know is that God makes available to us, listen, you know, what's important for the mission. Now, I can do one or two things with that. I can allow it to be a testimony or an experience of the past. I'm a true believer that what you experience once, you can experience again. Or I can embrace it by faith and say, God, exercise my senses by reason of use so that I can discern both good and evil. And so in the sense of that testimony, my sense of smell operates that way, one way. Now, some, there were some of y'all that um, mentioned that you had experienced it as well. So um, we're going to let you guys just share. Praise God. I think I heard about two people. Share your experience. Okay, well, I can share first. Um, I think I've shared it before, but I was actually in a um, in a restaurant one time with a friend of mine, and we walked in, and we were about to sit down and eat our meal, and I could smell it smelled like um, there was a man sitting behind us um, and I could smell vomit I could smell it was so disgusting and um, and then my friend who I was with um, she started feeling really sick and then we looked behind us and there was a man and there were all these flies around him and he was writing something on paper in a foreign language um, so my friend and I left because we felt really uneasy and we felt unwell but um, yeah the smell was is actually quite putrid. I think it was demonic, actually. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of flies surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So when, when we ask ourselves, when God gives us experiences like that, we gotta we, we ask ourselves, that at that time they did the right thing to move on out. But what we want to do, we want to pray, we want to ask that, God, what is the purpose of this? What does this thing mean? First of all, you have to embrace the ability, okay, that you can smell and you can pick up things. And here's the thing. You can't in your mind think that it's not possible because if you think that it's not possible, if you disqualify yourself already, you have to allow God to communicate how he chooses. And it's about learning his ways. He said in the book of Isaiah that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways above your way. So it's all about learning the ways of God and not holding hostage God to reduce himself to the familiarity of our ways. When we look at what can be done through this particular sense of smell, 
And I just want to say this as an emphasis. Everything has a sin. Everything in the spirit has a sin. I was talking to my wife earlier, you know, scientifically they say that a dog's sin is 50 times more potent or more uh, sensitive or keen than a human. But even that has nothing on the spiritual sense of smell. You can pick up victories. You can smell triumph. You can smell war. You can smell uh, uh, healings, breakthroughs, deliverance, everything. Any word of wisdom, word of knowledge, listen, or prophecy can come through that particular sense. Because as that spiritual sense is activated, okay, there are, it, it, there, it can become an avenue to where through that sense or through that fragrance and odor, revelation begins to download into your spirit and understanding just by what you pick up, praise God, through that aroma. So I give you another uh, just example. One of the things, another thing, because I'm called the warfare that I am able to smell is, is when people are uh, possessed. When it first happened, I just thought the people just went brushing their teeth, you know, and it was just this. You know, I don't say that trying to be, this, but seriously, it was like a a foul odor that will be around their face if I got close to a member. And that thing always smelled the same. And and it didn't matter who the people were, where they were, I would smell that same odor. And then I began to check around with people, brothers who were around, if they smelled it, they wouldn't smell it anything. And so it was by deductive reasoning that I began to understand, oh, no, you know, this very real fragrance that you smell, you're smelling it, but you're the only one smelling it. So if you start having experiences in different places, you've got to begin to look for the, the same experience in different places. You've got to begin to look for the common denominators. In this case, every time I smelled that odor, it was someone that needed deliverance. Not from shame and guilt. No, they had real spirits, you know, in them. And I can smell this particular. Oh, it, it serves as a form. Listen, through the sense of smell, the first one that I shared about the witches was the word of knowledge. But this one, this particular gift through the spiritual sense of smell is an expression of the gift of discerning of spirits. Okay, go with me. Mm-hmm. See how it works? How that any gift at any time can manifest to any sense. So your senses become an avenue. Now here's the other thing. This is where we have to be. This is where we have to have the heart of God, and not just stop with the manifestation. Because we talked about uh, one of the ways that we read to increase the capacity of hearing God's voice, is that we had to begin to fall in love with the purposes of God, right? Y'all remember that? And so we talked about focusing on the purposes of God. So we know that the purpose of God for anything, we can find the purpose of God revealed in Isaiah 61 verse 1. Jesus said that 
He came in the temple. He used the scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed the priesthood. Titus to the meat, you know, to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty them not brown, uh, to heal the brokenhearted, you know, you know, and so we can we know that God's heart is healing, deliverance, preservation, protection, restoration, salvation. We know that our God sets the captives free. Amen. Amen. So listen. When God gives us revelation about someone through one of the senses, he's not taking us out to the movies for the weekend. He's not just trying out or giving us these things just for excitement purposes. There's another half to it. We, and this is where we have to carry the, God, the heart of God. And even when that manifestation of that gift stops, we have to discern God's purpose. In other words, I walk up to a person and I smell that demonic spirit. Okay, if I move on around him and go find my brother, man, I smell the demonic spirit on him. He's going to go, you did? Yeah, man. What did it smell like? It didn't smell good at all. And then we go on fellowshipping, and, 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 and then we catch each other lady. I missed the purpose. Now, listen, whatever the Lord gives you the liberty and the grace to discern, he has given you the authority to address. If you discern it, you can address it. Amen. Oftentimes, we try to pass off the responsibility of what we discern to others when others don't even have the authority to address it because they didn't discern it. Listen, let me, let me bring it to you like this. Revelation of someone's condition is the equivalent of light entering. Right? Okay? Light is the equivalent of understanding, illumination, or all of a sudden something that was hidden becomes apparent. In this case, the demonically bound person has now been exposed or revealed through the spiritual sense of odor. Okay? Now, when I smell that, even though it is an odor, its true nature and origin is light. His bondage is hiding in darkness. But guess what the light does? The Bible says that the light shineth through the darkness, and the darkness cannot overpower it. So, listen, with the entrance of light comes the power and the legal authority to drive out darkness. If no light has come, there's no authority over the darkness. If no revelation has come, there's no authority over the darkness. If God gives you revelation through the gift of discerning spirits, through word of knowledge, then he has also given you the mouth, the liberty, the right, and the authority to address it and to enforce the kingdom in that matter. And so we can't 
kick it up and then shift the responsibility to someone else. And oftentimes, you know, when we're afraid to step out of faith, there's really no reason to be. Because, listen, the same grace or the same Holy Spirit that empowered you to know what you didn't know is the same Holy Ghost who releases the power to set the captives free. Thank you, Lord. This is when we have to cross over the Red Sea. Listen, y'all. It was great that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. Moses came and snatched them out. They didn't do anything to come out. Matter of fact, they were afraid to come out. They were murmuring, complaining against Moses. So it was the goodness of God that delivered them from the power and from the tyranny of Pharaoh and brought them to the Red Sea. Now listen, coming out of Egypt, the society, the civilization, and coming to the Red Sea was liberty and freedom. But right after God brought them out, I want you to think about this, right after God gives you light or revelation, it doesn't stop there. Now you've got to cross over the Red Sea. Now you've got to cross over that barrier of fear. Now you've got to cross over those thoughts and what if I miss it and what if I address it and don't nothing happen and, and what if this. Now you have to believe that God is with you. He brought them out, four million men, women, and children. But when Moses stretched forth his rod, they had to walk through the waves that was suspended in the mid-air as walls, sustained, listen, y'all, and kept back by the supernatural power of God. They could not stay bound by the fear that they may drown in the Red Sea while they were walking over. And what the Lord is saying is that once that initial revelation comes, you know God wants that person healed. You know God wants that demon cast out. You know God wants that person saved. You know it don't stop there. Step out in faith and believe the same God that brought you, praise God, to the Red Sea can empower you. That same power can empower you to cross over the barrier of fear and to walk through that thing accomplish God's purpose. Amen. It's the same spirit. And so <clears throat> through the spiritual sense of spell, we can pick up words of knowledge, words of wisdom. The discerning of spirits can operate. And these things can deal with spiritual realities, but they can also deal with physical realities. There are certain ailments that can be picked up by sin. Listen, prayer has an odor. The word of God has a sin. Angels have sin. Worship has a sin. The healing anointing has a sin. The prophetic anointing has a sin. So a person can begin to listen. If you're in a service, 
and you're geared that way, and, and, and you find out how you're wired, and you're willing to embrace the revelation, you can begin to smell a particular odor on the inside. Listen, and know what it is. For instance, oftentimes people will smell in the atmosphere frankincense and mirth. which is biblical. You can discern aromas and use them as a word of wisdom to prophesy what the Lord is about to do for the purpose of God's people positioning themselves. This is what we're talking about, moving into hearing the voice of God with understanding and with purpose. Let me show you this, because these are all prophetic expressions. But in Romans chapter 12, the Bible tells us that if any man prophesy, let him do so according to the proportion of faith which God has given. In other words, let me make it if any man will proclaim boldly what he has heard from heaven, let him do so according to the proportion of faith which God has given. Okay? You with me? Okay. If any man or woman will give voice to what they have clearly experienced from God, if they will embrace it, and give voice to it and release it into the earth, they will do so according to the strength, the measure, and the degree of their faith. So, listen, it is our faith that gives expression to the word of knowledge that comes through the spiritual senses. And see, our faith determines whether we sit on what we've experienced, whether we tiptoe around it, whether we corrupt it and just change it a little bit to create a safety net for ourselves in case we miss it, or whether we boldly through faith just say, you know what, I'm going for it. Here it is. This is what I received. Wow. <laughs> You know, but we just abandon ourselves. And see, it is that childlike faith that releases the greatest expressions of the kingdom. Praise God. Y'all, there are so many expressions in you guys that are just waiting to be released. Sometimes we complicate them so much with our mind. And we try to figure things out instead of just allowing it to happen. Release your faith and let it happen. Ask God and let it happen. Praise God. We got to learn how, praise God, to let it happen. The glory of the Lord has an order. In everything, listen, y'all. I heard a testimony uh, 
was watching, uh, my wife and I was watching something the other day, and the gentleman was in the healing room. He kept walking to one side of the room, and he smelled this particular smell, and he was preaching, and he'd go back over there, and he smelled it again, and he asked the Lord, uh, well, what is this? And the Lord told him that somebody over here has cancer. That pray for them, and I will heal. So he called the person out, you know, uh, or just put it out there. The person responded. He prayed, and God healed them. And so we want to start with believing that God can use us in this arena. And listen, if God's speaking to you, if you're too ashamed of God to speak to you in this manner, you disqualified yourself already. Because he uses the foolish things, listen, not of the kingdom, but of this world to confound the wise. So things that are foolish to the kingdom are foolish to the world, and things that are foolish to the world are nothing to the kingdom. Jesus said it like this. He said, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So the first thing that we have to have is a ton of humility. Okay? Because when you start flowing in, in, in the operations of God and the operations of the kingdom in the greater degree, or in, you know, in the degree that he wants to manifest it, you're not going to be civilized. You're going to be very, very peculiar <laughs> or different. And so it comes with a price. Praise God. Can you imagine standing with somebody and sniffing your nose up? God told me this. <laughs> no. And they try you you be like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> you know? Listen. Listen. People will think you're crazy. <laughs> Until little Susie that had that terminal cancer that the doctor right. said there's nothing else they can do gets up off that deathbed. Amen. And they run the test, and she's totally healed. Now they won't understand. Right. Tell, me, tell me more about this nose you have. Uh-huh. <laughs> tell, me no, tell me more. Then now they want to know more about these odors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's how it happens, y'all. I'm serious. Because, listen, signs and wonders, if you read the Bible, they're, they're given to, they're, all, they're primarily given for unbelievers. They're, they're given, they're geared to, God has no problem manifesting his power to unbelievers because he knows that oftentimes it's his power that will capture their attention. And once his power captures their attention, that's when we give them Christ. That's when we tell them about this God. That's when we tell them where this ability came from. That's when we tell them about a crucified king and a risen Savior. 
and his plan of salvation and, and how that the kingdom of heaven is open even to them. And chances are, nine times out of ten, after God does the supernatural through you in an unconventional way, they are all ears. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. They're all ears. But we have to allow. And we listen, you can't get, don't get frustrated. Praise God. But you have to, I mean, ask. We, we talked about it in the beginning. That's why we established these principles. Asking it shall be given. Seeking you shall find. Knocking it shall be open. God, I ask you in Jesus' name to use me. Lord, activate this spiritual sense of smell in me. And you expect. You ask, well, how do you do it? You breathe in the same way that you breathe in naturally. Yeah. Because what happens is the odor actually comes in your literal nose. It's just coming from a different world and a different realm. And it has nothing to do with anything that's around you. And listen, these are what you call operations of the spirit, different ways that he operates. There are different ways that the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discernment of the spirits can come to us. And these things can begin to happen fluently, consistently, continually. When we fall in love with God, fall in love with people, and make ourselves willing vessels meet for the master's use. Listen, God, these are things that God wants to do. I heard a man put it like this. He said, now listen, in the natural, when you're not, when you don't have one of your senses, whether it's your hearing or whether you're mute or whether it's your eyes, he said that the world calls you this ape or handicap. Now, let's be honest. All of us have wanted their privileges when it comes to parking at places, restaurants, Walmart, but none of us have wanted their condition. Right. Right. Praise God. (laughs) You know you were tempted to turn up in there. You know you're not handicapped in the parking at spot. Amen. Turn it in to my Lord, forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) It's raining, it's cold, or or, uh, parts all the way in the back. (laughs) Lord, forgive me. (laughs) Well, well, the world calls, in other words, something is not right. Disabled means I have a disability. I'm missing an ability that is normal for me to have. See, it's nothing special. There's no, I mean, it's not an extra ear. It's not a person with three eyes. This is no added ability. This is normal, everyday capacity that comes with my created nature. So when we deal with spiritual senses, it is nothing extra. It's nothing special. This is normal, everyday capacity that comes with your new creation nature. And listen, and if we don't develop these senses, then they are the equivalent of a disability. 
we become handicapped to a certain degree to function, to interact, and to move in the heavenly realm. So God says, listen, exercise. God, the Lord said this, I didn't create anybody spiritually deformed. I didn't create my children to have one eye, to have a nose that doesn't smell, to have eyes that can't see, to have ears that can't hear, to have a mouth that can't taste or talk. That's why some of y'all, if you've not been filled with the Spirit, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, need to experience that. God didn't create us as new creation beings to be disabled or handicapped in any capacity. Praise that. You have a right to function intelligently, consistently, and fluently in that world, in that realm, in that reality. We have that right. It's, listen, it's expected of us, the maturation and the development of our inner man, the perfecting, the maturing of our spiritual senses. See, the Bible teaches that the natural order is a reflection of the spirit. It's all throughout the Bible. I mean, the pattern is from old to new. Moses was told to go up into the mountain and to build a tabernacle according to everything that was shown to him supernaturally in the mountain, believe it in the glory of God. Ezekiel was caught up to the, to the heavens and shown a spiritual temple and was given the pattern, the blueprint, and the design and was told that he couldn't tell the children of Israel about it until a point in time. The Ark of the Covenant with the cherubim, with Abram's father that wrote it, with the testimony, the commandments, that is symbolic and is a representation of the throne of God, which has the two cherubims on the left and one on the right. So, listen, everything in the natural order is patterned after the spiritual you got a natural Jerusalem over there in the Middle East. you got in the book of Revelation a new Jerusalem, a heavenly Jerusalem, a capital, a mecca city called Jerusalem in heaven. So with that being said, even when it comes to our senses and how your natural senses develop in the natural through time, use, nurture, maturation, the infant begins to Utilize and develop the senses, that is the same reflection of how your inner man is called to develop in Christ. Tell someone, don't go without your nose. Praise God. Don't go without your sense of smell. You know why God gave us, by the way, five is the number of grace. You know why God gave us? Each sense, y'all, has the ability to do what none other sense can do. And listen, full glory, all of the senses functioning are necessary for what is called equilibrium. Because when you're missing one, it throws off your sense of balance in life when you're trying to function. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul said that the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor the ear to the foot, I have no need of you. Because all our senses, when it comes to a body, are necessary to function in the capacity 
that God has created us to function. So disable your disability and activate your senses. Praise God. And we realize that because of the cross and because of what Jesus did, us coming alive in him, that we have a right to discern even through the spiritual sense of smell. How do you know what it is that you're picking up when you smell what you smell? Well, we've been taught how to hear his voice. We've been taught how to follow the inward witness. We've been taught about impressions, about revelations, about God will make known these things to your inner man. Listen, it will come just as clearly. I've been told just as clearly, I mean, just dropped in my spirit, words of knowledge. My first time, listen, y'all, my first time hearing audibly, you know, well, no, maybe not the first time, but after I was born, my first time really understanding what was going on, my first time hearing audibly, I heard the voice of God and, and thought I was going crazy, went looking for anybody that was spiritual to explain. So, but after I got baptized, here, here again, connected to my calling, I'm fresh off the street. I'm coming out of the gangs, I'm coming out of guns, I'm coming out of just the darkness. I'm, I don't know anything about prophetic, nothing. Didn't know anything about it, wasn't thinking about it, didn't care nothing about it. I'm just chilling. I'm just trying to be safe, you know. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm fresh out the darkness, you know. I'm just, I just want to go to heaven. Can you get me there? <laughs> I got a mask on one day. I'm up under this pressure. Can you get me to heaven? I just want to go there. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I got baptized in the county jail. Felt a lot of evil right around the room. Didn't know quite what it was. My spiritual sense of, you know, well, we'll, we'll get into that. Didn't know. I, I took the little cotton cross off one night, and, and they had a little cross that they made hung it up. Went to sleep, woke up in the middle of the night, three in the morning, hearing things. I heard audible voice. First of all, let me. I'm on the ninth floor. I'm in a lockup cell, isolated. Okay, it's a cell. It's it's a, a place where only men are kept, and then I'm in maximum confinement, maximum security. Okay, I wake up and I hear three women. In my left ear, two, three more. They're laughing. They're threatening me. They're screaming. So that's what my mind, my mind kick in. My mind said, "Well, it ain't you." My mind said, "You just got up out of your sleep. That's just your thoughts running through your mind. Give it a few seconds, and they'll leave." Mm-hmm. So I gave it a few seconds. And the voice got loud, and my eyes wide open. The crackers out of my eye, they gone and everything. I'm just sitting up looking and hearing audibly three, <laughs> three women <laughs> in my ear. It's like when I said, listen, it's like when that voice told me that they would be gone in a minute, it's like they amplified. Let's <laughs> turn the volume right. <laughs> So it dawned on me. Man, this ain't normal, man. You you know, because they were right in my ear. 
and I could hear everything. And as I was listening to him, in my spirit, this was dropped. These are witches. Now, I didn't even believe in them at that time. You probably would have told me at that time, I'm a witch. I'd have said, I'm a witch too. I'd have said something stupid like that, you know, just, you know. <laughs> we all witches. Or <laughs> That's foolish. Foolish. <laughs> You said, you know, I came out with some sporty, stupid, you know what I'm saying? Just, I'm talking about, I was so detached from the spiritual stuff. But it's at first out of the streets, getting baptized, I had this experience. My audible ears opened, and that's, that's what I heard. I didn't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I clearly heard in my spirit. Okay. Now, I panicked after that. Of course I did, you know what I'm saying, because I thought I was tripping and went to reaching for the cross and trying to war stuff off like they did on the movies. You know, you know, in the movies, they run away vampires with the cross and stuff. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anybody any better. Somebody said, work with what you got. <laughs> work with what you got. It didn't work, you know, so I, I went for it anyway. I said that to say this, y'all, and this is what we're closing. I told you about three instances. One, when I first got saved. I didn't even know my calling, but because I was called to it, I heard, which is through audible hearing. I grew and matured in the Lord later and actually began to smell through the gift of the word of knowledge, through spiritual smell, when they're present. All this is because of my calling which is to destroy the power of that in people's lives. And so my giftings and my senses are wired to my calling. And so the, the way you're wired and what you experience all point to the direction and all you know, play their part to point into the direction of what God has created you to do. And it's that thing that you must discover because that will give you confidence to operate in your giftings and to yield to your senses more. And once you discover your senses, they, they will point you in the direction as well of your ultimate calling and purpose. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. So praise God. Um, did anyone else have anything to share along that line as far as just the spiritual sense of smell that you wanted to share? I do, Brother Boy. Okay, come on. Um, I was talking to my uncle uh, one day, and I was just telling him how I had received the uh, gift of speaking in tongues, and um, we, you know, we was just chatting it up. And he told me he told me uh, one time uh, he's a minister, and he told me mm-hmm. um, he had an altar call, and um, this couple came to the altar, and he could smell a particular uh, demonic spirit on them. Mm-hmm. And um, he could smell it. And that was the first time, you know, I had ever heard of anything uh, like that. And um, it it just resonated with me because uh, of this particular teaching. And then also he told me that um, he used uh, discernment and also wisdom um, just because of how you've been teaching us as far as, you know, God doesn't reveal these things to us to uh, embarrass anyone or, Mm -hmm. or, or condemn them. And so what he said was, uh, you know, he went back and uh, later on in the service up uh, um, while he was in the uh, pulpit, he just uh, 
you know, spoke on it. He didn't call the particular people out, but he began to uh, speak on it and pray against it. And uh, he was just telling me how they uh, were delivered and how they got a breakthrough. Um, but it all started from the actual sense of smelling the uh, the money force that was um, in them. Praise God. Amen. That's an awesome testimony. Praise God. I mean, it's unlimited. Sometimes you can, listen, you can smell what God wants to do through an encounter with you. You know, y'all listen, allow the liberty of the Holy Ghost to to have its expression in and through you. You know, some things uh, are hard to understand, but the ways of the Spirit and the workings of his kingdom, it's worth it. It's worth renewing the mind. It's, it's worth weeding through and, and going through what you've got to go through to be able to be on one accord with the Lord. And I say this in closing. I don't believe that God wants us to experience these things every three or four months. Mm-hmm. You know? No more than he, than he wants you to be able to see in the natural every three or four months. <laughs> you know, I, I believe that God wants us to develop these and to begin to expect, keyword, expect, keyword, expect, expectation, to expect him to minister to use us and to activate us in this particular area. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5, it's the people that are hungry and thirsty for the kingdom that he feels. It's those that are hunger and thirst for his righteousness that I feel. I dare say that if you can give God a consistent, solid, sincere cry out to him for this grace, that he will activate this. And listen, I don't know Anything more fulfilling, anything more encouraging, anything more satisfied than growing in Christ and discovering a supernatural grace, gift, and ability that God has given you and knowing how to operate in it. Because once, once you experience this, listen, y'all, these are eternal things that cannot be taken. And these are things that once you embrace and perfect. These are things that have the power and the authority to transform people's lives forever. Praise God. Praise God. See, whoever's life you touch for better or for worse, that effect but that impression on their life carries over into the next world, into eternity. Praise God. So how awesome is it through a word of knowledge to be used by God to set someone free from shame, from guilt, from addiction, from bondage, from disease, and to have that fruit carry over into eternity on your behalf. Just because you were willing to sniff and say, 
praise God, to have a good report and a reward in heaven and a testimony among the cloud of witnesses of the power of God manifesting through transforming a person's life. Listen, that became the catalyst for them answering their call and transforming the lives of who knows however many. But to know that it all started with faith in you to sniff, to smell, and to boldly say, praise God. Father, we give you praise and we give you thanks for your presence, God. We thank you for your word. And, God, we just thank you that you have given us the liberty and the invitation, God. You've given us the invitation into all that you are. Your grace, God. Father, the things that you have eternally secured for them that love you, we thank you for. Father, we are among them that you have chosen in this generation to be born of your spirit, to know the just one, Lord, to seek, to hear his voice. Father, I pray and we pray tonight, God, that you would use us, God, even in the spiritual gift. Father, we pray that you would awaken this sense on the inside of us. We pray that you would activate in Jesus' name our nose. Father, activate our nose that we may know. Hallelujah. And Father, use us, God. Hallelujah. If this to smell the battle afar off, to be able to warn the people of approaching danger, as the text said, Lord, if it's God to discern a season of rest of rejoicing for someone and to proclaim it over their life, if it's God to discern the visitation of the Lord, Father, whatever it is, God, we want to know it. Father, use us, God. Show us, God, how we're wired. Activate everyone on this line. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, Father, that this grace will begin to flow and function in us consistently with purpose, God, with power, Lord. And, Lord, that you would increase our faith to be able to maximize the gift given, that we may be good stewards. Hallelujah, God. Renew our mind, God. Father, we pray that no carnal thinking would get in the way, no sense of pride, God, no sense of insecurity, no sense of shame, no sense of intellect, God, that none of these things will hinder us from fully knowing and flowing with you. Father, we're willing, God, to be talked about, God. Father, God, to be ridiculed and to be looked down on by the world because you said it's the foolish things of the world that confound. So we thank you, God. And, Lord, we're willing to pray the price for the power and for the manifestation of you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Father, we just ask that you would be glorified in our life. And, Father, God, that the full operation of your spirit, Father, will be active. God, I thank you for even giving these ones, God, in revelation, God, even through dreams, God, about this grace and about this gift, revealing specifically, God, how we're wired. Father, showing us, God, not just, Father, what we're smelling, God, but the meaning and the purpose of it, God. 
And, Father, we will give you the faith that after you do your part, after you bring us out of bondage of not knowing and bring us to the Red Sea, God, we will cross over through faith. Hallelujah, God. We will offer them Christ. We will serve them your portion. We will give them love. We will give them the gospel, God. We will give them invitation. Father, we will set them free, God. And, and Father, God, release your healing and reconcile them back unto you. Hallelujah. Even as you desire. We give you praise that this grace would operate in such a power, God, that it would even convince the unbeliever and the atheist and those that are hard-hearted and the agnostic and even the Satanists, God, the occultists, God, the New Age people, God. Father, let these gifts, God, and graces be so convincing and so mighty in that demonstration, God, that you deal with the hearts of even accusers and mockers, God, and those that are antichrist in spirit. God, we give you praise, hallelujah, and we give you honor, and we give you glory for the fullness of these things and for the harvest that is near, hallelujah. And, Lord, you will get the glory and the honor, God, and the praise, God, through our lives, God, now and forever. We just thank you so much for choosing us, God, hallelujah, God, and redeeming us, God, and just giving us the ability to co-labor with you in your son, God. Hallelujah. And we're excited, we're ready to have fun, to function, to flow, and to know you, God. And, Father God, to bless people even as you blessed us. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. And give God praise and be expecting, praise God, to smell.